You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's guest of The Political Periscope is Mikola Davidiuk, PhD, political analyst from Kyiv, Ukraine. Political Periscope. Last night uh, in Kyiv, we heard another Shahed attack. All of them above Kyiv were shot down. What is really the point of those missiles and drones attacks of Russia against Ukraine? They are not aiming at against any military. Uh, well, they they make no sense from military point of view. They don't achieve any goals. Are they trying to make an horror and oppressing us and they're like uh, that is like some uh, kind of extremism like when 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 you try and uh, to push people with a fear and uh, you try you try to make uh, people sitting at home fear in Russia and uh, I think I think uh, they, they can't understand that that is not working for us. The main feeling in Ukraine is not fear, the main feeling is a hope and uh, big big desire of vendetta and uh, that that is the main feelings and Russia can understand that and uh, they they measure on themselves that like if you strike in missiles as Putin did in early 2000 uh, on his people uh, they they started uh, afraid of him and uh, and they and they vote as he wish and they did as he wish that is a like typical uh, kind of uh, thinking of slaves but Ukraine is a different, is not Russia, and uh, that's not working for us. And uh, he is targeting uh, civilian buildings, uh, maternity houses, uh, schools, and uh, like some some homes for pensioners, and uh, like uh, many other social buildings. And that that is like looks very stupid, like, because like Ukrainians hates more Russia, but don't afraid uh, it uh, power, don't afraid it's. Uh, as it before called the second army in the world, we're now joking that yes, in Ukraine we have second army in the world, but that is not Russian army. And uh, also uh, he trying to show to his people that he has some victories in Ukraine. For instance, like when he killed like a Newman, uh, 23 person, six of it is children. Uh, in Russia, many people were so happy of that. They're like celebrating that and uh, Putin is a strong guy, a strong man. And like who showed it like, yes, I'm killing Ukrainians. And uh, for them, that is a big victory. But that is not a military target. Uh, is Russian uh, troops moves uh, into Ukrainian side more? No. Is Russian troops uh, killed uh, like uh, thousands of Ukrainian troops? No. Is the, did they destroy our military infrastructure? No. They just killed uh, civilian building and like 23 people. And uh, I think uh, losing this war, Putin tried to uh, to change uh, the meaning of victory. Uh, he, he can't destroy Ukraine, but he, he want to kill more people uh, in a very, very brutal way. And uh, to show that he is, um, he is like a fantastic dictator for his people and uh, he win in this war. But but that 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 is not uh, true. And uh, I think uh, he, is, uh, he is weak 
and he don't want to show that, uh, don't want to show his weaknesses and for his people. Uh, what uh, in phone uh, leaks, uh, Prigozhin with Ahmedov, uh, that is like uh, two Russian very close, uh, I, I think so, called insiders in the, in the Kremlin, Kremlin's people. Uh, Prigozhin said on that uh, telephone leak that like uh, Putin looks as a strong man, but that's not true because like it was everything made by TV. And that, that was his point. And I think that is like very clo close to, uh, to the truth. And uh, he, he is not so strong as uh, he wants. And uh, that's why he is not destroying military infrastructure. He is destroying the uh, children's lives. Killing children, civilians, elderly people. Are Ukrainians not uh, tired of this? Don't you think there is a risk that they will just wear out? They will just want some peace, some... No, well, some stabilization, uh, although the resilience during the winter, Ukrainians went through winter successfully, uh, even though it was expected to be very harsh. Uh, but, well, there is some limit to, to what a person can withstand. Yeah, I think uh, Ukrainians fight all the time, and uh, our, of course we are tired. Of course we 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 want some break, but like the biggest uh, desire in Ukraine is not a break; it's a, like total winning. It's destroying Russian troops on our territory, and much better, it's destroying Russian regime at all. And that that is like our main desire. And uh, yes, people tired. Many people were killed, and uh, but uh, we like. U Ukraine, Ukraine uh, like fighting and the supporting army and uh, every everybody who stays in Ukraine now like re really want to destroy that army because like when you every night uh, sitting in a shelter like for two or three or four hours as today we had like four hours of alarm and uh, of course we sit it in the sh shelters and uh, we are so angry and like every morning you you can observe a statistics uh, how many people donating for army it's growing uh, every morning after after uh, after such uh, shahed nights and uh, ukrainians uh, of course uh, want to have a summer but the best summer for Ukrainians is a summer in Crimea so like we need to deoccupy the place where we wanted to spend uh, our holidays and uh, as Zelensky said like I would like to drink beer somewhere in, uh, in, in Crimea on a sea beach and uh, I think that is like a really good idea even like some Ukrainian uh, pop um, pop singers as Tarastopola and uh, he is selling a uh, tickets um, for his big stadium concert and uh, I think on Yalta and uh, for 23 of August the day before our Independence Day so like also uh, assistant of Zaluzhny book him an apartment in Yalta uh, for parade and uh, that, that, that is like funny and Ru Russia so angry Russia afraid of that so yes we're tired but like when you're purpose is to survive and to win you don't feel your tiredness and uh, you you just know that you need uh, move you, you you need keep moving all the time and they're like that is like very very comparable with the person who moving through uh, desert and like if you're moving through desert you're like uh, you live 
all your power there, but you wanted to finish, you wanted to survive. So like that's very similar to Ukrainians and uh, uh, many, many thousand people uh, move become uh, parts of army, many uh, become a part of resilience and many become like, uh, I, 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 I may call that like donation army because like people spend every day, every day, like a billion of hryvnias and uh, like sending that money to army, to soldiers uh, for... Uh, Yes, for weapons, uh, for clothes, uh, for medicine, uh, for everything, and uh, I think uh, that that means that we we are really become fighting nation from uh, small children uh, till pensioners, uh, from uh, people who work who works on the hospitals till the till the militaries, even like taxi drivers who become a drivers on the front line uh, a journalist who are living on the front line and many many others so like mm, i think all, all the country fighting and waiting for a victory and like we are not listening what uh, scholz or macron said that uh, the war may be frozen we are we are really waiting and investing our time in the victory you said the occupation of crimea when we are all waiting for a counteroffensive uh, of Ukrainian army. And do you think, what directions do you think um, the counteroffensive will take? Will it go to Donbass? Will it go to uh, Crimea? Uh, actually, like we have uh, three directions, uh, and like it's is is not it's not hard uh, to choose which one we would like uh, to take first. But like. We are so happy that Russians so stupid that sometimes and uh, we are say, saying them that we are going left and they prepare into the left and then we go going right. What happened with Kharkiv region and then with the Kherson region? Because all the time we talk about Kherson, Russia prepared in Kherson and uh, uh, we occupied the Kharkiv and Sumer region. And then uh, when Russia was so angry that we... Uh, that we deoccupied that region, we, we very quickly come uh, to Kherson. And uh, I think, uh, of course, uh, we are not uh, talking publicly uh, about our steps, which one is first, which one is the second, but like talking about Crimea, like, uh, I think even Russians, even stupid Russian armies and the stupid Putin's generals uh, know that uh, to deoccupy Crimea, we need to deoccupy it first Melitopol which is the key for Crimea and for Crimea liberation and uh, but not only unique uh, we are like trying to cut a logistic chains uh, we like not we like somebody blow up a Russian uh, <laughs> Russian bridge and uh, we don't know what happened with that but but that is like a, uh, one of the steps of that plan and uh, now um, Water drones attacked uh, some oil bases. Uh, air drones uh, attacked uh, military bases and aircraft bases. Yeah, so we are cutting logistics. And then uh, uh, when when we come to Melitopol, we take on fire control all the peninsula. So like that 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 may be like a good chance to deoccupy. Of course, we have troubles with our Western uh, Western alliance and uh, like who are not supporting entering uh, Ukrainians Crimea, but uh, sometimes uh, reality is changing and like when we will be in Crimea, I will call maybe to somebody in the West and it's like, hey guys, we are here, so like what to do next? We don't know, maybe you help us or come to us and to have some fantastic days uh, on a sunny Crimea. 
uh, beaches and they're like i think that may be like a good idea and uh, ukraine said like very very simple words that like that is our land and we're going to deoccupy and uh, we are so thankful for our friends as a poland who stand with us all the time and they're like and don't uh, move in su such uh, such uh, sometimes anti-european steps as macron did with china so like baltic countries poland is like closest neighbors not only i'm talking not only about the territory that's about values that's about goals about purposes and about uh, your power with which you are standing with us uh, against uh, russian uh, military and i think like extremist regime so uh, about uh, the occupation of Crimea, of course, that, that one of the main uh, that is one of the main purposes. Because like uh, the occupying Crimea, we are not only back our territory; we also give a punch on a Putin politically face inside the Russia. Uh, because like <coughs> he wanna play a strong man, and the Ukraine said, "No, no, no, man." Uh, you are not strong anymore and we, we're truly not sure that you are man but like uh, maybe like uh, you, you want to think about that uh, of course you have such a chance but uh, Ukrainians want to back Crimea to crash his uh, political vertical inside Russia and uh, we want to show that uh, he is not so strong as his the TV talking about him what about talking his propaganda and I think uh, that is also a key for a military power, anti-Russian military power uh, on the Black Sea. Because Russia trying to control all the sea and all the, all the countries uh, like agree with that. Even Turkey, Bulgaria and uh, Romania and uh, many others. So like we said, no, 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 like we have to back control to NATO countries. We have to back control uh, to Western countries. And uh, like we, we don't need to stay in the Black Sea region under Russian control. Because like uh, old Russian uh, uh, ships which stay in that is not a power is like a, a, a phantom pain of Russian uh, empire which not exist anymore. So like we need to back country to back control of Western and NATO countries in the region. Why do you think the Western countries don't want Ukraine to attack Crimea? Why they don't want Ukraine to strike Russia at Russian territory? Um, Actually, they have um, two uh, different points of view. Sometimes they say, yes, we will help Ukraine as long uh, as it needs, uh, as much as it needs. And then Ukraine may attack Russia on the military targets because like, that, that is a war and uh, Ukraine has all the rights to do that. And sometimes when we attack, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they comment that, oh, that's not good. Russia may be, become a little bit more aggressive. The document which leaked uh, by Mr. Teixeira and a uh, young American gamer. And, uh, and I think uh, uh, some Western countries, mostly like uh, Germany and uh, France, they afraid a little bit of uh, nuclear weapon of Russia, and also they like. I think uh, still believe that that may cooperate with Russia, trade their oil and gas, and uh, gain a billion of dollars. So like, I think they they think about um, uh, their wallets more 
than about the future of Europe and about their leadership, about their people. And uh, they, they, sometimes they don't think about the uh, people at all. Like they, they thinking more about politician and uh, and uh, financial groups which support that politician and uh, about, about their profits and. Uh, Mm, but uh, I, I'm not sure that we share the same values with them, and uh, we are doing our job. We're trying to deoccupy our territory, and we're trying like to liberate our people uh, who, who are practically saying now in a jail there. So like Russia may stole you, may kill you, may may rape you on the occupied, the contemporary occupied uh, Ukrainian territories by Russian troops. So like that is a danger. So we want to liberate them. You mentioned the possible fall of Putin, um, his loss of political support, but who can overthrow Putin? Uh, do you think like maybe his inner circle or is there any power, opposition, strong opposition power, uh, like uh, Ponomaryov mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. uh, this underground army, uh, do you believe stuff like this? No, I don't believe in Russian opposition or like his surrounders who maybe like some... Uh, like really brave people and uh, I think uh, Russian uh, Russian elites uh, is a, like a gang of losers uh, who want to stole the money from a pensioners who want to stole the money from a budget and spend that money somewhere in the, in the, in the south of France uh, drinking the most expensive champagne and eating lobsters, eating caviar and uh, all the time repeating and drinking for Tsar and so on. But they are like uh, truly stupid, stupid losers because like they lost their country. In this war they lost uh, their, their money, they lost their future, they lost the future of their children. Because like we can speak about the future of uh, children of Nazi generals. We can't speak about future about, of children or, for instance, like uh, the people uh, or like or generals of Yugoslavia. We, we, we don't speak about that people anymore because like they, 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 they killed their future and the future of their children. What exactly did Russian elite? So like I think uh, the main opposition now in Russia is uh, Ukrainian armed forces. And so that is the best opposition ever, uh, which Zedlen see in all the time. So uh, I think uh, the... Uh, the final uh, the final sin of Putin uh, may be very very accidental like what what happened with uh, uh, Peter Great or like uh, Ivan Grozny so like or like many other tsars or like Nikolai Toroy like uh, Nikolai Second yes and uh, so like he may be killed by his uh, own people he might be killed by uh, successor he he might be removed as a Stalin or like removed as a Khrushchev uh, and removed to his Dacha and uh, spend the rest of his life there. So, like, we we don't know. We can we can understand Russia using the brain, and uh, that that is not working like that. So, like, Russia is not about brain, and uh, and uh, some intellectual uh, modeling of the situation is not working there because, like, they are all the time drunk, and they're like uh, like half of their decision is like uh, under. And 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 like alcohol control. So like I I don't know what may happen with him, but I truly believe that Ukrainian armed forces do the best, the best and like fantastic job there.
many people in the West uh, believe in great Russian culture and uh, their literature, music. Uh, why is Russia like this? Yeah, I saw fantastic Russian uh, liter literature legacy on Mariupol when they bombed the theater and then uh, made like uh, huge posters of uh, Pushkin, uh, Tolstoy and the uh, other uh, Russian uh, poets and uh, I think like looks very stupid when they bombed the theater, killed a lot of children and then trying to front uh, and defend uh, the, the victims of the children of great Russian legacy in uh, literature and culture and uh, that, that is like very uh, that is a very good example how Russia used that in Italy in Germany in France and UK in US and many other countries and in China even but uh, and that example shows what really Russian uh, culture means. That is a that is a barbarian culture, and the culture of terrorists. That is a culture of extremists. And uh, uh, I, I saw how they uh, killed many people uh, on the Bucha. How they killed many people in Irpin, in Kherson. How they ra raped uh, children. So like that is a Russian culture. That is a Russian legacy. And. Uh, of course, they won't pretend to be like a huge empire with a very deep uh, culture and religion, but like most of their uh, poets uh, with whom they're so proud, they are Ukrainians. For instance, like uh, Gogol and uh, Chekhov or like... Um, many others who were born in Kiev, who are born in Ukraine, and they said, no, 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 that is our culture. Hey, guys, like, let's divide if you, like, attack Ukraine, so, like, you can't use that. And uh, the same with uh, artists like uh, Malevich and Kandinsky, who are, like, natively born in Ukraine. So uh, that's the one side. And another side, uh, culture uh, always educates something. It's like when you read like uh, like Polish literature, you become better, you become deeper. Or like even you read French, French, and or like British literature. Or like you may find some like good sentiments inside yourself, and uh, like reopen some new sentiments, and uh, like you like become more educated. Uh, a Russian culture who grow up like millions of Russian troops, what? did they educate who they become after uh, reading Russian literature all the time, all the years in their schools. They become a killers, they become a rapers. That, that, that is an example what really Russian, uh, what really Russian um, culture did with the people. So like, I'm not sure that we may share that virus among the people and it's looks more as a COVID virus uh, than is a like real uh, good cultural legacy. And that is like a stupid terroristic virus and which like uh, living in very, very aggressive way. So what do you think will be the future shape of Russia? What needs it to be to maintain peace and stability in Europe? Uh, I think we, we, we have to learn uh, learn uh, lessons of the past. Uh, we had the Germany uh, which didn't understood what happened after First World War. 
So after Second World War, the world decided to divide uh, Germany in the um, uh, two pieces, and uh, after what uh, it becomes much more peace, peaceful than it was than it was before. The same happened with uh, Japan. And uh, Nippon were divided, and uh, like 30% uh, were cut. And I think that may happen. Uh, that may happen with Russia. If we are, we are really, uh, if we are really about stability, and we really want a peaceful life for future, we need uh, to destroy Putin regime. Because like, if we pay him by Crimean Peninsula, by Donbas, giving him millions of people. So like that, that will mean that we pay him for his war, for his brutality, for his breaking a global law. And I think that, that, that may be the biggest problem of current political generation. We are not speaking now about like names, we are speaking about generation because like uh, the uh, people of future will estimate us of a decision which were made during this time and uh, how we win that dictatorship. Because this war is not only about Ukraine, it's, it's not only about uh, mm, like uh, security of Europe. That is about uh, who will rule this world in the next century, autocracy or a democracy. And Ukraine fighting against autocracy didn't become uh, autocracy. And like we still stay democracy, like uh, the killing dragon, you are not becoming a dragon. Yes. And uh, I think uh, we are like really big fight in democracy and uh, and we want to show that democracy may be strong. What, what we can't feel before, like in the time of uh, Duterte, Xi Jinping, or like Bolsonaro. We showed that like democracy may show a good result and uh, we showed that democracy may be strong and uh, that, that is our message to the world. Uh, don't afraid be strong and stay democratic. And uh, I, I think uh, we don't need to be afraid uh, to divide Russia and uh, we are not be afraid to fight against Russia because like many peoples in the Central Europe, sometimes in the West, they are afraid that Russia may fall. But I'm wondering on that because like Soviet Union fall and nothing happened. For instance, uh, Soviet Union was like 15 times bigger and stronger because it was like 15 countries. Russia is the one country. And so like if, if you are not afraid in 1991, so why do you need to do that now? If we want to make a better future, because like after Soviet Union fall, we achieve better future. So now we, of course, may uh, approve uh, our future when we, we may give a good chance uh, for a peace uh, in this part of land and also in our continent, in Europe and Asia. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was The Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 